Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. We like to think of real estate as hyper-local. You know the saying, location, location, location. But today, it is globally expansive. 2022 housing buzzwords are gonna include terms like global impact, market, velocity, inventory, shortages, shifting interest rates, insatiable buyer demand, rising inflation, and now affordability. This market has already undergone extreme stress in the last two years as the pandemic changed how we viewed our home. I mean, we saw that shift, right? As workers could work from anywhere, families required a home gym, office, and a classroom. Urbanites fled to the suburbs. And here's the one. Baby boomers decided it was cheaper and safer to age in place. And then investors had so much liquidity that they were buying anything that was for sale. Demand pushed home prices up double digits while supply moved so fast, it's like it didn't even exist. Housing fundamentally is a basic human need, providing shelter from the elements. Yet it feels more like a commodity when the median home prices increased from 400,000 in February 2020 to 575,000 in 2022, a 44% increase and inventories flying off the shelves with a median days on market of four days and at a multiple of 104.75 close over list. CoreLogic shows Denver appreciated 19.1% over the last year alone, and 60% of all of our homes are going for over asking. Well, <laughs> Redfin put out their report that saw that bet and raised it to 76% of Denver homes are selling for over asking. Either way, it's a hot seller's market. Investors purchased over 16% of all Denver homes in the fourth quarter of 2021. That's a 51% increase year over year. And they're not getting a deal on those homes. They're just willing to compete because they know if those would-be homeowners can't buy, they're gonna rent. And with rents up 15.5% in Denver year-over-year per apartment list, their money is making money. Local mom-and-pop investors aren't the only ones who see the value in hanging onto their homes and building wealth through real estate. Investors are moving into the markets with large investment pools and increasing foreign placement. Foreign holdings of U.S. asset-backed securities, which includes mortgage-backed securities, is up 5% year-over-year. Foreign holdings of all U.S. securities are up almost 20%. I mean, this increase in foreign purchases will continue to rise as sanctions on Russia creates a run on the banks. Ukraine's devastation forces Ukrainians to quickly move their money out of the country, and other European countries are shielding returns and offsetting risk. The global impact of sanctions will affect our housing market more than just the liquidity we're seeing circulating. It will continue to put upward pressure on a rising inflationary market, increasing the cost of everything. I mean, just when everyone thought Fed Chair Powell was behind the curve on controlling his once coined transitory inflation, all one can think is Powell is now thinking it too. Russia is the number one supplier of oil and gas for the European Union and the number one supplier fertilizer for the world. 
Yep, there goes the cost of gas and food. Ukraine is the number two supplier for iron ore and manganese for steel. The cost of iron and steel impacted and going up. If China follows suit, Taiwan is the number one supplier of microchips. There goes the cost of everything. The Federal Reserve will be finished with their quantitative easing program in March and originally had planned on raising the Fed rate three times to control inflation. Recently, that number increased to seven times. Then, as we all saw in the middle of February, the market moving conversations that happened implied that there would be a 50 BIP increase in March and then two 25 BIP increases, one in May and one in June, speeding up the process for higher rates even more. But today, the market believes that the Fed is resigned to a 25 BIP increase in March, knowing that their impact on inflation has now been muted by current world events. Inflation that's pushing up long-term interest rates. Inflation that's stealing our purchasing power of goods, services, and yes, housing. February 14th saw the 10-year Treasury push above 2% for the first time since March 2019. As the rising cost of inflation, a fear of the Fed behind the curve, and an impending quantitative tightening also pushed our 30-year fixed mortgage rates above 4%. When Russia first threatened the invasion of Ukraine, bonds stayed flat, trying to determine would inflation win or fear of risk. February 25th marked a change where flight to safety offset inflation fears as investors started selling out of their higher risk, higher return options like Bitcoin and stocks for the safer, lower return of bonds. We saw this increased demand, increased bond prices, pulling the 10-year treasury back below 2%, ending February at 1.73%. This drop in rates even when it's momentary, gives home buyers facing increased home prices a bit of a reprieve. But don't get used to it, as the Federal Reserve actions in the upcoming months will continue to affect mortgage rates and their trajectory. As the Fed raises their Fed rate, as they taper their balance sheet and they try to control a runaway inflation, affected not only by what we knew, the supply chain issues and excessive demand, but now by Russia's determination, we will all watch long-term interest rates play a stressful game of tug-of-war, but ultimately continuing their upward trend until the Fed pushes us into a recession by slowing down the economy. I don't want this to alarm you, though. I mean, remember, a recession is defined by two consecutive quarters of GDP decline. And since 70% of the GDP is consumer spending, a pullback in demand and a catch-up of supply would not necessarily be a bad thing. Today, I continue to advise my clients to not lock in a rate based on fear, but on the impact that rate has on their payment and their budget. And if the Fed does raise the Fed rate enough to control inflation and slow down the economy, well then we'll see long-term rates go down and refinance opportunities return. Until next time, that's a wrap for this month's Market Trends Update. It's my pleasure to keep you updated. Nicole Ruth, the Ruth Team of Fairway Mortgage. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at 
thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe. Thank you.